Hello, gentle listeners and viewers, and welcome to another episode of Prima Nerd Podcast. My name is Nisa, and I am joined, as always, by my avenging co-host and cousin, Bela. Hello, everybody. <laughs> and we are going to continue with our uh, Marvel Phase 1 conversation. Mm-hmm. We, if, you ha- if you haven't already listened to it, you can go back and listen to phase, uh, Marvel Phase 1 Part 1, where we talk about um, Iron Man. Iron Man 2, and a little bit of Hulk. And we're Just going to... a little bit. Yeah. And now we're going to continue by talk, um, our episode talking about Thor, Captain America, and Avengers. So, uh, first one, first movie up is Thor, and that came out in May 2011. A lot of movies come out in May. I think that's like, not just Marvel, but in general, like a lot of big blockbuster movies uh, the yeah, time for oh. come out is 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 uh is May. Um, it had a budget of. Yeah. If I hadn't, if I picture May two thousand eleven, making sure I said that because I don't remember if I did. Um, budget was one hundred and fifty million, <laughs> and it had a world a gross worldwide um four hundred and fifty four hundred and forty nine sorry four hundred forty nine million again rounding up. Because I do not want to say the whole entire number. It's a lot of money. <laughs> and it was directed by Kenneth Branagh. Who yeah. you may know as Gilderoy Lockhart in Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. He who is all imagine. Yeah. But he's also a director. He's known for being a director. I've seen two of his movies. And they just happen to be um, Shakespeare based. He directed... Mm-hmm. Um, Hamlet and with Kate Winslet and he also and and uh much do about nothing with Emma Thompson and I um loved both versions first off much to do about nothing is one of my favorite um Shakespeare comedies uh and so it kind of makes sense that he has a Shakespearean background because I kind of feel that Thor has kind of a Shakespearean feel to it yes yeah, Theatral. Theatral. Theatrical. Yes. Theatrical. Theatrical. Oh, this is different. Theatrical. Okay. Yeah, because the TH, as always, in Portuguese, (laughs) it's hard to pronounce. So it has a very theatrical um, feel to it, right? It's very Shakespearean, the way that they speak. Mm -hmm. Uh, The story itself feels very Shakespearean, too, right? Yeah. Mm hmm uh so it's um it just it was a good fit i think in that sense yeah i also i think i i think the 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 movie is like it's a good movie and as we said before uh, it's part of the marvel universe so it has Mm -hmm. the it fits in the timeline like in the universe but it's very um unique unique yeah unique yeah, it's very it unique is. when you compare to the other um, character, uh, the other heroes. Yeah, uh, just, uh, for being based on mythology, I think. Yeah. So yeah, I agree with you. It's there. very different from the others. So, as she just mentioned, Thor is based off mythology. It actually mm-hmm. there's a again, a, um, a DVD featurette where Stanley talks about. Um, that they wanted to do a story based on mythology, but they decided not to go with Greek or Roman that's very well known. They decided to go with Norse mythology because it's less well known. And he decided, I think they picked the name Thor because they thought that the name was so dramatic, which it is. It is. But it it is an interesting I'm sorry if I say Thor instead of Thor sometimes, okay? The... The TH in Portuguese is a very hard sound oh. to pronounce. Yeah, it's tricky. Yeah. yeah. So, so um, I was gonna say, and um, I was gonna say, all I said is that I like the fact that they, they picked, I guess, a less known mythology. So that way, I guess they have a little bit more freedom with it. At the same time, mm-hmm. a lot of things have been based in Greek and Roman mythology and have decided to create their own thing with it. Like, for example, one of my favorite TV shows, Xeno Warrior Princess, 
<laughs> you have um, Aphrodite and Aries be brother and sister, where in the stories, they're lovers. Yeah. And then they also throw in, they have a, then, then they have things like Christianity and Norse mythology and Greek, and, um, and they have a mixture of all these different um, mythologies and they have Christianity come in as well. So it's a huge mix, but they just, they, they don't actually follow the, <laughs> the actual Any, stories. Uh-huh. No. So I shouldn't be well, surprised. Yeah, but uh, in the comics, Loki is not, Loki, sorry, Loki. Loki is not the uh, brother of Thor, right? No, he's Odin's brother or stepbrother or whatever, but he's Lo Odin, not, not Loki. So there's that. Um, also the fact that Thor, one, Mjolnir does not help him, does not, does not allow him to fly. Yeah, Mjolnir. I love, I love Mjolnir. Yeah. Um, does not allow him to fly. Uh huh. Give him the ability to flight, and he also needs gloves and a and, and a belt to be able to lift or hold Mjolnir. So that's yes. something that the comics did differently. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, well for for comics and for movies. I think it's better this way yeah. because it's this this kind of thing like. Oh, wait, uh, like the villain. Wait, villain, I will put my gloves and my belt. Just wait a minute. So it's easier. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that one, I guess it wasn't that necessary, but I do, but yeah. either way, I do like the fact that it has that feel of being mythology. And also what they did too in the movie, I'm not sure if the comic book does this, but in the movie, they made it clear that it's the perception of humans when the Asgardians have come down to earth that they are gods. That's an, it's something yes. that they, is how they are perceived, but it's not necessarily mean that they're gods. It's just, and it's also in uh, Avengers, she, uh, there's a line where um, uh, Black Widow says to, to, to Captain America, she goes, are you sure you want to get down there? These, these people, they come from legend. They're practically gods. Yeah, so, practically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but in viking myth they are considered god gods right um, um, um sorry not in norse mythology they're gods but i like the fact that in this they kind of made it oh no no we were seen as gods by these people but we are not actually gods they're just harder to kill than a human yeah. than a human from earth but yeah. they can be killed <laughs> yeah it's true i never thought about this yes but Mention it's true yeah it's mentioned somewhere in the movie. It could also be an ex a, a deleted scene too, where they talk about this, where they no, talk about the fact that they've been to Earth before. Oh, okay. But I remember Black Widow saying this. The line yeah. just that, that one's Avengers. I'm talking about the scene where they talk about it in Thor about them mm -hmm. being coming back. I don't know if it's. I'm not sure if I'm confusing it with the deleted scene. Or if it actually happens in the movie, and then there's just a more extended version of that scene where they talk about the fact that oh, you must, you we must know us from like from when we were down here before, I think. So yeah, I think the way that um, one of the characters I forgot his name at the moment, the redhead, looks, I think that's technically how Thor is supposed to be because he's supposed to be a redhead with beard, a redhead with a beard. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah it's true so they decided to do a blonde one mm -hmm. and i think yeah and i smart yeah well, kind of smart kind of smart no, i was like oh well, kind of smart smart no. but i think in the in the mythology the the real mythology he's not he's even less smarter less even less smart yeah. even less smart than in the movies that's like, true in the yeah. beginning because i think in the end he he decides to think about the things and work things out and everything but in the beginning that he just go and do the things you know yeah it's he's more really... like the it's more like the, the the myth and then he develops this sense of community yeah Afterwards. But it's very much what uh, what uh, Odin, played by the brilliant Anthony Hopkins, mm -hmm. says to him, where he's like, you are a selfish, petulant, cruel child, or something like that, to that, 
to that extent before he banishes yeah. him. And it's true. Connect. That's. I need to connect to the kid. Wait. Oh, you need to connect your computer so that way it doesn't, your phone so that way it doesn't die. That's a good well, idea. We wouldn't want that it. in the middle of the video. Pew! Done. Done. Um, Done. Uh, so yes, I I think that um, I forgot what I was saying. I got distracted by you having to plug in your, your phone. No, no, I you're, you didn't do anything wrong. I just you must... I, I I have the attention span of a goldfish today. Apparently, I get distracted you saying, easily. <laughs> you were talking about Ozing. Right. Oh yeah, I was gonna say that that that's that uh that that line definitely very much describes what type of person he is at the beginning of it, right? And then... Yeah. But, Actually, I mean, it as, describes Iron Man very well. As, yeah. Too. They're very much... They're very similar in that sense, that they're both very much thinking about themselves and very aren't concerned with everyone else, and then they realize, hold on, they can be doing more, they yeah. need to help... And, you know, he even loses his ability to, he becomes unworthy of Milmir until he decides to sacrifice himself for everyone else. That's when he gets his abilities back. Yes. Because he realizes that it's not just about him. It's not just him. So, you know, that was nice to see the growth of the character. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I agree. So speaking of Loki, uh, one of my favorite things that they do, first off, Tom Hiddleston, perfect of Loki. I just have to say. Yes. Uh, but what? When he when he made the how is audition. audition audition yeah audition when he made the audition did the audition try, yeah when he did the audition. Is, I know to, it's a very weird gr- grammar thing for, for you to, to catch on to because it makes sense. <laughs> Let's go on. When he did the audition, um, he wanted the, the, the Thor to play Thor instead of Loki. But the did directors I... look and say, yeah, uh, you're perfect, but to the other character. Here's the question. Kind of. Did Chris Hemsworth ever audition for anything else but Thor? Because I know that in the end, it came oh. down to him or Liam. Both him and Liam Hemsworth the auditioned for, for Thor. You, and it went they, down to the two of them. They are very alike. They are very, very alike. But um, that would have been cool if they auditioned for the opposite roles and they switched, thinking that they would have yes. been better for it. <laughs> well, I don't know. I can... I can... I don't know I have if to I say, find I, this easy. I have to say, um, again, we've said this before. Um, Marvel has a does a great job of casting, of choosing their the characters, yes, the actors that best fit their characters. Mm-hmm. I think Tom Hiddleston's a brilliant actor, but I think he is a hundred percent better suited for Loki than he is for Thor. Yes, yes, I agree. He, just so, he was born to play Loki. Yeah, well, the fact that he's tall. I think the fact that Chris Hemsworth is taller also, you know, kind of helps too. I don't know what it is, but he just yeah. looks more like, okay, I, I can think, believe that this I guy. Think, I think it's more about the shoulder that is larger. Why? Yeah, he has, he has more, a broader shoulder. Yeah. That's true. Yes. But then again, Tom Hiddleston did lose a lot of weight on purpose to play this role. So he's more like opponent. Um, imposing because he, because he's supposed to be very agile yeah agile? but so yeah agile but he he lost yeah. a lot of weight on purpose for this role no 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 not only to be agile he lost a lot of weight to give loki that like hungry um sickly look like to purposely make him look that way that like give him a hungry look to mm-hmm. him because he want he is craving power he's craving this and he purposely lost weight to be able to physically show that. Um, mm-hmm. Again, showing yeah, the brilliant. Cool. Yeah. And, um, but what I liked about what the, what I'm, the, the, my favorite things that they did, when they did it correctly, because there are a lot of times in movies I just thought that's just too much, or why is this necessary at this point? It doesn't have to be constantly, because <laughs> it worked once, doesn't need to be used th- thousands of times. Mm-hmm. But I love the, the use of the, 
off kilter camera angles. Like my, mm-hmm. my best, my favorite example of this is it's a scene with Loki, um, Thor and Loki, they're in the banquet hall. And they're discussing, I think, about going after the frost giants. And mm-hmm. when it's a wide shot, it does feel exactly like Thor and sitting on his left because he walked in is Loki. So they're sitting next to each other, right? But when they do a close-up, they kind of do a close-up sort of off to the side so you can see a little bit more of uh, Thor's profile and you can see Loki kind of behind. It gives the illusion that Loki is slightly behind Thor and Uh the camera is a little bit off kilter. So it gives off this impression that like, for me, it felt very much like you can feel that like Loki's like kind of like whispering mm-hmm. in Thor's ear and planting ideas because when they go to the wide shot they're demon. yeah and then and also because if you're going with demon theory he's also on the left side mm-hmm. um yeah. there's this great idea that when it's when it's um a wide shot the camera's perfectly aligned right it's not tilted it's mm-hmm. not crooked it's straight, completely straight and then when they do a close-up it's crooked and it kind of gives this great sense of who Loki is like he's that person that talks uh-huh. and manipulates and moves things around behind the scenes and you know he is the the one that has magic and if you follow if you know mythology Loki is the trickster god so kind of works yeah it works well uh and talking about Loki and um, I mentioned that he he's supposed to be very agile so and to help this he uh, learned a new style of fighting and differently from uh, most people that choose uh, Asian uh, styles yeah. of yeah. fighting. Yeah, martial arts. He yeah. chose, yeah, martial arts. He chose capoeira, which is a Brazilian style of, of fighting. That, that is, is definitely not something. There is kind see. of a dance. Yeah in capoeira as well, in the movements. So I find this very, very interesting that he chose a very different one. Me too, I agree. I thought that that was an interesting choice to do, um, to do, she's a Brazilian style of fighting, which is not something you see or expect to be done. So that was pretty cool. I, um, what was I gonna say? I don't know. <laughs> no, okay, but the okay, and then like I said before about the camera angles, right? So that was the perfect oh, yeah. example, a horrible mm-hmm. example, or an example oh, that yeah. I just thought it's excessive and not necessary. Mm-hmm. It's one when the yeah. three of them are sitting up on the uh, on the the the, the, the top, on top of the diner. diner. By the way, how did they get yeah. up there? Is one question. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, maybe they use a stair to the roof. I don't know. Like, I don't know, like, but, why is that's also why, where, of all the places decide to sit, <laughs> the roof of a diner? Okay. But the camera. A good view? Well, a good view. I think off. maybe Marvel likes this because Iron Man uh, sits the on donut? that donut as well. Yeah. So <laughs> maybe I think it's a Marvel thing. I don't know. All I know is that I just remember sitting there being like, um, why why is the camera off kilter like it just doesn't make yeah. sense that one to there's me was nothing, like mm, it doesn't work there there's nothing evil happening like the like uh loki. loki manipulating thor or something wrong going on it's just they sitting there waiting like oh there's nothing we can do and they're upset they're sad time. they basically got yeah, all but their they, stuff taken but. but they're passing time there because there's nothing they can do at the time no i agree with you. I, I didn't i didn't fully agree with, no with that decision no it didn't um the other thing I, I wanted to mention is that um thor did something that i thought was very cool was that they took the idea from iron man and did it in their movie differently, but they took an idea, and I think Marvel does this very well of taking an idea from one movie and adapting it to create, to be, to fit the style and tone of another movie, but use the idea that works for one. So Iron Man um, opens 16 minutes into the movie with uh, 
it's right in the middle of the action, right? You know, Iron Man's in the car, in the Humvee, he gets attacked, the explosion, and then it goes back and tells the story of how he got there. Thor does the same thing. We see him crash into Earth, get hit by a car, and then we go back and see the story of how he got there. So, yeah. um, and then, and, but then they did something different. They didn't go back and tell you right, right away tell you the beginning. They did a, a voiceover scene where they show you the fight between the Asgardians and the Frost Giants. And it's Odin explaining how, yeah, and this, how it, this is very relevant to the story that's being told and it's very important. You see Odin, um, a voiceover of Odin telling the story. You then see the same idea come back again in Black Panther. You have a scene that happens that is very, that's very poignant and very important for the story. Although this time it's not a 15 minutes in, 15 minutes into the action and comes back to the past. That does not happen. This is this moment, this is the moment that they set up that we then go back to and say, oh, that's why that's important. But you uh-huh. have again the story of um, the Black Panther and Wakanda and how that became, how Wakanda became what it became, the importance of the Black Panther to Wakanda and how they created their, their, their country. Yeah. So I thought that was very well done. And the two, mov- the two movies that deal with this are ones that deal in le- legends, mythology. Yeah. And, and otherworldly things. So I thought that was kind of cool. That, that mm-hmm. little yeah. like distinction between the two. Um, but again, like they then back Black Panther takes something from Thor and recreates it. And it doesn't look the same. It, you don't look at it and go, oh, that's the same. You don't look at it and go, oh, I'm like, oh, that's something as Thor. I just noticed mm-hmm. while rewatching these movies that they had the same idea of yes. what Thor did, of what Black Panther yeah. did and got it from where. But yeah, but in their own style. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I just have to say that I do love the scene where um where uh thor the the lady sifts and the warriors three come to uh-huh. earth and by the way i love how there's four people but when they're walking the agents look down and only comment on three people there's four of them but they comment on three i don't know i guess yeah but yeah but the 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 head 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 hair one. Red hair, yeah. It's several, yeah, several steps ahead of, in front of the others. Maybe that's why. But either way, purpose, I think on purpose, just to the agents can say the line. Yeah, which is I is there I, is there a Renaissance fair I didn't know about? Is there a Renaissance <laughs> fair in town or something to that effect? Yeah. And I like that you said that in uh, in in Portuguese they translate it to that way it fits to the four brazilians right like they talk they mentioned yes. carnival or yeah carnival, they, they say the carnival instead yeah they say carnival right. instead of renaissance fair because you know in brazil carnival is very famous it's it's mm-hmm. very important here in brazil and it's the time of the year where people wear costumes in the streets and it's normal we don't yeah. have um this this tradition on Halloween or we don't have Renaissance fairs. So it's the only time of the year that people go to the streets wearing costumes and it's normal. So yeah. I think it's Where, very cool yeah. that they adapt to the culture of the country. I don't know not yeah. about other countries, but I I like this that Me too. make like we'll make may um we'll make this make sense for the people uh, who are watching in the language yeah and then my favorite part of that is that they call them hey we ha-, and they, they call it into colson it said hey we have xena jackie chan and robin hood <laughs> first off i love fendral does look like robin hood so i get that yes xena just made me really happy because i love xena warrior princess so <laughs> that made me happy simply for the fact but then again it also her armor i'm looking at it i'm like yeah that's that's the closest thing you can say <laughs> i suggest <laughs> But I, I, it's, I always love that scene. I love that scene. It's my favorite scene in this, in this movie. Yeah, and my favorite character is Darcy. Just, just enough. Yeah, yeah, mine as well. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I love her. her. Mjumia. Yeah. What's Mjumia? Mjumia? What's Mjumia? 
And he, that, and he faces uh, Thor in the beginning and say, what? Oh, he's my, he was freaking me out. Me like, out. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I love that she goes, amazing. she ran over she, him twice. She's amazing. I, she's amazing. I love it in the hospital scene where uh, Jen, uh, Jane's like, also Natalie Portman as Jane is perfect too. I just love it when she goes, um, and Darcy's like, yeah, she ran him over with her, t- with her car twice. She tased him. <laughs> <laughs> they're like like i thought that was really funny and then they leave the hospital and yeah. she hits him again <laughs> I, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah that was funny i i think uh, that they, they they did a good job of adding humor to this movie making it very like the the, the sets for asgard are beautiful just saying beautiful yes, yes. so i i uh, very well enjoyed. done it's a very good movie um yeah so Captain America? Captain America! The first Avenger. Why the first I Avenger? Don't I don't know. But the movie came they, The movie came out in July of 2011. It had a budget of uh, $140 million, the same as Iron Man 1, right? Same as first Iron Man? Yes, yeah, same as the first yes. Iron Man. And it grossed 371, again, rounding up. Uh, million so it it did well just didn't do as well as um as, as iron, man. iron man didn't do as well as iron man or thor or iron man 2 it was the one that made, did the least that was the least uh that did the least between yeah. the, those three yeah those those three yeah yes but um true. i the first off i i think chris evans again perfect casting choice i love Haley atwood as i love Haley atwood as peggy carter one right there just love her as peggy carter um stanley tucci as dr erskine i liked um tommy lee jones tommy lee jones as um colonel phillips the cat and sebastian stan as bucky i thought that they all did were very great casting i have to say i love i think add them as always I have to say my favorite theme song comes from this movie. I love I also I love the Avengers theme song, but I love also Captain America's theme song. I think those are the two that I that I remember the most. From all the movies are the two that I mo- I remember the most. The, uh-huh. Avengers the one the I song. remember most is Iron Man because they CDC. Oh no, that's not I the theme song. That it, but the- that's not his theme song. That's in the soundtrack. I'm talking oh, about the yeah, actual okay. superhero theme. Captain okay. America and Avengers is my favorite. Okay. That's the song that's in the soundtrack that's played, but those are the two. And I think um, Iron Man is the only one out of the four. I don't because I don't remember out of the five. I to, don't remember, um, have music. Have, I think uh, Iron Man two I has music too, but I don't remember Thor, Captain America. Uh, Captain America has like songs from the forties, and they have. Yeah. Um, but I think well, a lot of the songs from the four that they play are they made. If I'm not wrong, I think in the credits of Thor, there is a music for um, Foo Fighters music. Maybe, uh, but in the movie, maybe. I was talking about in the movie, I don't remember hearing like, no, like I, mean, no, I, no. I know that Iron Man distinctly stands out as having like contemporary music. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. The other ones don't have, don't distinctly stand out as doing that. Um, yeah, but so Chris Evans, as perfect as he is, as Captain America, turned down the role three times. And the wow. fun part is also, he's also already played a superhero. He's played Johnny Storm in a fantastic form. Um, yeah. So amazing as well. Oh, my favorite scene. Sorry, I know that this is not about Fantastic Four. But my favorite scene in Fantastic Four, I think it's, just, I don't know if it's the second or the first, but it's a scene where he's trying to get the thing to scratch his nose. So he puts whipped cream on the, the thing's hand. And he tries to, to like scratch the nose. He like does it with the feather. He does it. And then he finally takes like the end of like a, a mop or a, of, of a dust or whatever it is. He takes the, like the wooden side of it, rubs it against another guy. And then he splats the nose. But my favorite part of it is just his reaction, which I'm sorry to anyone who can't see this. I just love him cheering and just, it's all silent. He goes, yes, and runs away. Favorite, still to this day, one of my favorite moments in the whole entire movie is him doing that. Um, but uh, the re- uh, but I going back to the fact that Chris Evans turned down the role, maybe mm-hmm. it stems from the fact that he's already played a superhero, he didn't want to do it again. Um, 
is that um, Robert Downey Jr. convinced him to take the role. So. Thank you, Robert Downey Jr. I also think um, that um, Scarlett well, Johansson had a role to play in this too. If I remember correctly, there is an interview with the two of them. And they, and he talks about how he spoke to her about taking on this role and taking on this fame and everything like that. So it might be a little bit her too, because they were friends because they worked together before this movie. They worked on the perfect score and the nanny diaries before this uh-huh. movie came out. And she was already, already cat already on board to play black widow. So it would make sense too, that he would go to um, Robert Downey Jr. be someone he would talk yes. to. And of course, maybe Scarlett Johansson. Maybe both of them talk. Yeah. Maybe, Maybe both of them talked talked yeah. with him to take the, the role. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. yeah. Role. Got it right. That was right. Um, but yeah, yeah, I like the fact <laughs> but that... It's diff- uh, this word for me is difficult to say. I don't know why, exactly. Um, uh, well, and um, we, it, it was supposed for us to have two cameos yeah. on the movie during the, the Second World War, uh, which is Wolverine that fought in the, um, the Second War and Magneto that was on the camp. Yeah, he was a child. A concentration camp as a child. Concentration camp, yeah. So they're supposed to show up as a cameo. Uh, yeah, but uh, uh, at the time they didn't have the uh, rights to the characters. Yes, it, it was owned by Fox. 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 Yeah, unfortunately, because I think it would be um, amazing to see them, like in recognize them in the middle of the. World. Yeah, it would have. It really would have been cool epic. to have seen them. Yeah, it would be epic. So I, like I realized movie. something just now. What? Thor what? is the only movie that doesn't really have foreshadowing as something for the future, ep- the future movies or mm. something. It doesn't, it, I mean, it's there and it's important, but it doesn't kind of, it kind of, it's important to be there. And there are things that connected to the other stories. Yes. But overall, it kind of, yeah, it's in its own it bubble. Where it doesn't, it doesn't have anything yeah. that connects it to the others. No, aside no. from Loki, aside they, from the, the 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 extra scene at the end where you see Loki has like you know been talking to mm-hmm. um, Eric. Eric. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, so, yeah, they have inter- uh, they have important things like the Tesseract. Uh, Coulson mentions Stark in the yeah. in the scene, but not and Hawkeye's introduced. And Hawkeye's introduced, yeah, and Hawkeye, which is important. Yeah. But other than that, it's not like, oh, that's really no, it's not foreshadowing. Yeah. No, but where you see where it's Captain America, there is foreshadowing, like of the movie itself. Right? You have you have the moment where you, first off, you have the Tesseract, which is very important. You have everything that um, Red Skull Johann Schmidt is going after. It's relevant to the. Of, of things falling into place for the future of the of the movie of the of the wider universe as well because of Hydra or the wider um, universe uh, cinematic Marvels MCU yeah and then like for, and also it does have a connection to Thor with the fact that when um, where when he shows when the Red Skull shows up in uh, Norway and and is talking to the guy the the um, the guardian of the house that he walks, the castle that he walks into, who, by the way, the actor who plays that guardian should be familiar because it's the same actor who has played um, Argus Filch in Harry Potter and also um, Walter Frey in in, um, Game of Thrones. He's also played the first doctor in the story where they, where they, when it was a, when they did the the story about, telling when they did the movie about the, the story of the first doctor of the actor who played the first doctor so it's also that too doctor doctor who doctor who yeah okay they did a movie uh, about the 
I just had a thought. What? Uh, so this actor, the I forgot the name of the actor. Yeah, I'm blanking. Uh, the the Argofuge actor. Well, he he likes to keep uh, to keep eye on things, right? Like he keeps the school, he keeps the the two towers, and and Game of Thrones. Yeah, well. the, the the twin towers and he keep uh, and he takes care of the of the tesseract so maybe yeah. but it's, uh, so it's his what, thing maybe who knows <laughs> but what <laughs> I liked about that is that the tesseract where it's hidden is hidden in a stone in a wood carving of, of in, in a wall of Idrasio which is the um, tree of the world yeah. in Norse mythology. So that was pretty cool that they brought it back again to Norse mythology. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but other than and then, so, so that's something that's going to come into use, not only in this movie, but further on. But uh, foreshadowing is, of course, the scene where he picks up the, um, where he's fighting with the guy after he called, he, he basically calls out this guy for talking during a movie and um, he goes, he gets basically goes, gets into a fight in the alley and is getting beat up. And he takes the garbage, the, the lid from the garbage can and holds it up to protect himself. Again, as a shield. shield. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he says his famous line, I, I can do this all day, which <laughs> now makes me laugh because I always think of Endgame every time I think about him saying that. I think of, oh, oh. I always makes me laugh <laughs> um, now. Yeah. And then the other as well. Say that again. Yama, come back. Come back. A decade. What? I'm here. You got I'm cut listening. off for us. You got cut off for a second. Repeat that last part. No, I just said that uh I what did you what did I just said? Um oh, I said, things are going we, great, people. Yeah, we we know. <laughs> I just said, yeah, we know, we know as well, because we have heard this for like a decade. But it was a cute scene, but it always makes me think of that. The yeah. other thing, too, is um, when Bucky turns Steve, when they're at the Stark Expo, and he says, we're going to the future, again, foreshadowing mm-hmm. what happened to these two characters further down the line. Yeah. But yeah, there's, true, true, true. Yeah. But the other two things I want to I, I see I like the fact of how this movie was done is that it sets up a great character that's very important for you to see right like that you kind of see the elements of how all of that were set in motion for the other characters right these little things that set in motion to create mm-hmm. the, the 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 events that were going to lead up to the other movies like you have the Tesseract appear and how that becomes important you have mm-hmm. the fact that um the Bruce Banner becomes the Hulk trying to replicate the super soldier serum that they 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 did on Steve. So it all kind of connects oh, to the other yeah. movies. Mm-hmm. So um that I thought was cool if you really think about it. Maybe that's why he's the first Avengers or maybe this is called the first Avengers. It's because it has I didn't think about this until now. Um how it has all these little oh. elements that kind of trickle down and create the other elements of the stories kind of influence the other yeah the yeah movie. yeah it can be can be because if you see uh he's the last character of the avengers mm-hmm. to have um uh, his own movie yeah um he uh what's the other thing uh in the comics when they found found the when they found Ah! When they founded the Avengers. Yeah, when they founded the Avengers. Um, it's Iron Man, Hulk, uh, Ant-Man, um, Wasp. 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 Wasp and Thor. So there's no Captain America there. America, no. Um, and the, 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 the name, the Avengers, comes from came from... Captain Marvel. Yeah. 
from Captain Marvel. So... I don't know. It, it, I don't know. It's something to do with her her plane that she's flying. There's a photo that, of Nick Fury in Captain Marvel where he's writing down his idea for the Avengers Initiative. So you just you see just how old the idea for the Avengers Initiative is. And he pauses, looks at a picture of her, and decides whatever's written on the plane is what he's going to call. He decides that it's going to be the Avengers Initiative. I, that was really cool. I think maybe it's because he's the oldest. Yeah. He's the only yeah. explanation I can find. Yes, I think so. Um, I, so the other thing too, I love, there's two things I love about Haley Atwood. One, I love her description of Peggy Carter, right? And she says uh-huh. that she uses, she referenced a quote about Ginger Rogers. And it is, the, in the quote, the Ginger Rogers quote is, um, she can do everything Fred Astaire can, but backwards and in heels. And that's how she describes um, Peggy. She can do everything Captain America can do, but backwards and in heels. And I love that description of Peggy. And if you watched Agent Carter, which by the way, I'm still upset that that show got canceled. Yeah, you can see that I so love- amazing. She's amazing. She's amazing. so amazing that he got his, her, her. She's so amazing that she got her own TV, TV show. Can I just say something random? Totally, totally random. But I would love to see how she would hold up against Bond. It would be really funny to see how she basically would not put up with him. Because, you know, she's a spy as well. But she's, I don't yes, know. Yes, true. Diff- it would be kind of cool to see that matchup. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting I idea. I thought yeah. of it. It just popped into my head. I guess we, did another, we just did a movie about a spy. And now we're talking about Peggy Carter, who's also a spy. Um, yeah, an English spy, but she works for the American government. But you know, well, you can, you can write a, a um, fun, fun. fan fiction. No, I cannot because I don't know how to write. Yeah, fan fiction. Uh, we can try. <laughs> I don't know how well that work out. But uh, the two other things I wanna I wanna mention. I the CGI in this movie is amazing, which of course yeah. can start off with. Yes. Uh, Captain America himself, the creation of Captain America himself. Um, yeah. Which is that um, he goes from being a uh, tiny, tiny, short, looks like a ch- like a body of like a, ch- a child to a <laughs> six foot tall man, muscular man. But um, how you 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 were super impressed by how this was filmed, right? How they did this. Yes, because they had to film the these scenes four times, yeah. uh, kind of some four times each one, because it was one with Chris Evans wearing yes, a mark where, on the where he had a mark on his chin, so that way people could chin. look down. Yes, so and can look down. The other actors has a mark on the forehead, forehead so, so he, he looks up, looks up. Yeah, and. Uh, then another another take with the smaller the, guy, the, the, the body tiny double. guy, and Bo- yes, and then uh, one with the other actors on the scene, so they can mm-hmm. put and um, make a montage. So they can um, put it all together in, uh, yeah, put, but- not, put the construct it, construct. Uh, yes. I don't know, I forgot the word. They can use, they can Photoshop <laughs> it so that way it's designed. To have Evan yeah. in Evan's face on the body of the of the body double. Yeah. So and sometimes with there is another element on the scene, they have to shoot the fourth time. Yeah. The which if time. It's something something so, in the background, makes whatever it is, then it's a, yeah. they need to film. So four takes to do just one scene. No, no, four. The, it probably was more than four takes. No, it don't take. Yeah. Game. Yeah, but four. Four the times same, they had to do the same, it. Yeah, same four, times, four times. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot. But um, which it was really well done, I have to say, and it's still very well down, done when you watch it today. Uh, yes, it aged very well. This this yeah. CGI. Yeah. And then another camera. This is a camera trick, not CGI. Is that Sebastian Stan and Chris Evans are the same height? So what they did is they used camera angles of how they filmed the two of them. So that way it gave off the impression that um, 
um, Sebastian Sebastian Stan was shorter than Chris Evans, which I thought was pretty cool, because cool. it does look yeah. like he's a lot shorter than him. Yes, yeah, uh-huh. but I thought that was well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and we are done gonna... with Captain America. Yeah, I think so. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So um, finally, the first movie that has all the the superheroes we like. And I remember at the time that um, everybody was very um, with a there was a very big hype about no, it was, the, it was a huge hype just yeah. like uh, hype. just like Endgame because yeah. it was the first time that the Avengers will come up together. So we were waiting for this for a super a long deal. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a big deal for 2012. Uh, 12. 12. Yeah, it came out May 2012. It had a budget of two, $220 million, and it grossed basic uh, $1.5 billion. So just a little bit of money. Not a lot. So just a little. Just a little. Not a lot. It, didn't, it wasn't yeah. successful. Not at all. I wouldn't no. say that's successful, would you? I don't think so. No. Um, so it's a normal movie. Yeah. But it's personally, I, I was super, I was most excited about this movie because of the director, uh, Joss Whedon, who is super well-known for Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Angel, Dollhouse, Firefly, Serenity, Dr. Sing, uh, Dr. Horrible Singalong blog. The list uh, goes on. Oh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, he created it with his brother and his sister-in-law but still he was involved in the cre- creating creative process of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. but I uh, have to say I was that was one of the reasons why aside from the cast the reason I was super excited about this movie was because of John Sweden because um, also he wrote Toy Story the first Toy Story oh Toy Story so he's done a lot and I was yeah. so excited about him, about him uh, directing this movie. Um, he's also super well known for killing off your favorite characters. Very, very much like, <laughs> like George, George R. 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 Martin. Martin. Yep. Yeah. So when I saw that Colson died, I'm like, I'm pissed, but I should be expecting to Joss Whedon <laughs> show. Well, um, I... To be but honest, I thought he would show up sometime on the in the end of the, nope, the movie. I didn't. Mm. I knew he was dead I because it's a Joss Whedon movie. Make like, Joss Whedon. He's I, gone. I'm pissed because I love the character, but I didn't believe. But in the DVD commentaries, he says that um, he makes it very clear he wants to make sure that everyone knew it was not his decision. He did not want to kill off Coulson. He was told that he had to because he needed something to bring the Avengers together. So it is not okay. his fault that the character died. And he wanted to make this that time. very clear that it was not his this fault. Time. He wanted the character to live, which I thought was very funny. Um, so I, I, I thought, I just love the fact that he's like, nope, not, don't blame this on me. But I love the fact that this movie has so much pop culture references, so many moments, which I feel feels very much like a Joss Whedon type of movie mm-hmm. where you have a lot of pop culture and all these references to things. So I was mm-hmm. very happy. It's one, and, it's, and I definitely love this movie. I think it was the first movie I saw in theaters alone because I had to see it. I wasn't going to wait. No. <laughs> um, I don't remember with whom I watched it, but I watched it on the theater. For sure. Oh, 100%. So I opening around the time that it opened and I went by myself. <laughs> um, I, okay, so this is not, again, this one has a lot of great foreshadowing for this one. There's two moments that come to mind. One yes, there is, is the first one that comes to mind is when um, Captain America and Tony, when Steve and Tony are arguing, right? And mm-hmm. Steve says to him, you're not the type to make the sacrifice play, let the other guy call over you. 
and yeah. he just says, well, I cut the, um, I'll cut the wire. But what's interesting about that is that one in this, it's a foreshadowing yes for this movie, right? Where he does go off and take the bomb and try to, to any state he sacrifices, he basically risks himself yeah. to save everyone else. But yes. it's an even bigger, uh, it's an even bigger foreshadowing for Tony's Endgame. story especially in Endgame, yeah. but it's like very much a foreshadowing of how he, who he becomes yes. because he's a, he's a genius playboy, billionaire, philanthropist, <laughs> philanthropist, <laughs> and he becomes a hero because in Endgame, he, he, even though he doesn't want to, he does, he said that he doesn't want to be a part of it. He can't not help. He cannot yeah. do something to solve the problem. Yeah. That, so it's, is bigger than him yeah so i thought that that was very nice sy- symmetry to see who he becomes and the second one is um i didn't notice it wasn't obviously i would never i, I noticed it only this time when we were watching it to talk to talk about this is that it's tony and and bruce talking and he turns to him and says i saw the i saw the footage of your accident that much uh, gamma radiation should have killed you and he goes, oh, let me get, oh, so you're saying that the other guy saved me? That's a nice sentiment. Save me for what? And he goes, I guess we'll see. Which, yeah. in the span of the movie, you see it's, oh, because of the movie, right? Because of the ending of Avengers. Yeah. If you look at the bigger picture, again, comes very end strongly game. into play, Endgame. Yes. So I thought that end was pretty game, cool. End game. Everything leads to end. Yeah, every the part of the journey is the end, as Tony says. Yeah. True. It's a sad it's line, true. but it's true. Part of the journey is the end. <laughs> oh, this is sad. Okay. Yeah. Um, I do I'm have to, to remember all the things. I have some oh, other things while you remember. Oh. I have a few things. One, Jeremy Renner was in an episode of Angel, so he's worked with Joss Whedon before. Thought that was cool. Um, well, Joss Whedon likes to help uh his friends or to yeah. have his friends yeah. around because he always um called this, his friends to work with him right yeah there's a lot of a lot of people if you watch his movies and stuff you see people you've seen before um you have um the other thing you have jeremy renner you have actually the guy the 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 the, the person that loki is working with the chari is uh the actor who plays that monster who you never see his face it's completely in prosthetics and covered and the voice is completely different that is alexis denahoff from buffy the vamp who played wesley on buffy the vampire slayer and um angel um the other biggest thing is the famous um, end scene where like that after the credits where they're all sitting there eating and you have oh, Captain America yeah. covering his face um, and I one, still want to know what is a shawarma I want to eat type, this too I, 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 need, of, I will go to sometime when I go to New York in the, in the future sometime in the future we will go eat shawarma okay that makes sense okay well i'm okay with that <laughs> um so but so about the shawarma one there is an interview cast of, of buffy the vampire slayer about the 20th anniversary where they're all talking and joss whedon um makes talks about um about one of the actors nicholas brandon who plays xander how he got how um i don't know if it's not it's after the after his audition or after a table read where basically nick Nicholas turns to everyone and goes, hey, does anyone want to go get some shawarma? Basically exactly how Tony says it in the movie. And I remember watching this interview and I'm going, is that what inspired you for Avengers? Because that sounds creepily like what Tony says in the movie. And the... uh, I think highly probable. Probably. Highly probable? Yes. Very (laughs) probable. Probable. The other thing I wanted to say was that um, so that scene where they're all sitting there eating lunch. One, um, the reason why Captain America is not eating and has his hand over his face is because Chris Evans was working on Snowpiercer at the same time and he had grown out a beard and he wasn't going to shave it for Jess to come back just because they had already finished doing 
finished filming um, the movie, right? But they had to come back and just film this one tiny scene, but he was already working on Snowpiercer. He wasn't going to shave his beard. They tried putting prosthetics, but the prosthetics was just not working at all. So the whole entire, and I just love, there's an interview where, where um, Robert Downey Jr. is talking about this and he, the look of, he cannot get through explaining this without laughing because he was, he thought it was the most <laughs> hilarious thing to see him with the thing. So that's why the whole entire time, everyone is eating and he's just like, I'm just well, going to sit here. And the other thing, well, that scene. This worked, this worked more than the mustache of um, getting rid of the mustache for, a, for, for Henry Cavill and Man of Steel. Yes, exactly. It worked <laughs> much better because you can't see anything weird on the scene. You, and you can see the, the beard, but uh, yeah, it's kind of uh, pop up on the on the on the screen like oh there's something wrong with his mouth like whereas uh, in this oh, whereas in this since he's not moving or talking and you can't see his face he's just covered yes. but he completely blocked it yeah. but that scene where they're all sitting there looking like dead pan into space and not looking at anything is inspired and i just heard this at the 20th anniversary of, of a panel for the 20th of the cast of Angel for the 20th anniversary. And the ca- one of the cast members, Amy Acker, mentions that that scene was inspired by them because I don't know if it's right after they heard that the show was canceled or was after something, but they basically, they were at a bar, they were exhausted and they were all just sitting there drinking, but like no one was talking to one another. And I think that was what inspired Joss to have that be the last scene. It's from an actual, again, actual life experience. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there is um, something I remember that Chris Evans sent a message for the the cast. The cast. The cast. For the cast. Ha! You did it now uh, in English. Uh, <laughs> do that in Portuguese. Now it's your turn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Chris Evans sent a message to the cast, inviting them to a bar, and mm-hmm. the message was, "Avengers assemble." Oh yeah, this is what I remember. It was an interview. I think, I think this was pretty cool. Yeah, and I remember this interview with the cast. I think on Jimmy Kimmel, and it was um, Craig, um Daniel Craig. No, Daniel. Sorry, Daniel Craig. Not Daniel Craig. Um, two Clark weeks ago, Craig. Clark Craig. Because Daniel sent- Craig was two weeks ago. Sorry. Yeah, I know. Sorry. <laughs> Clark Craig talking about this and how he was super excited to have received this text from Chris Evans saying Avengers Assemble and I remembered it now. It's um, amazing. Come on. No, that's perfect. I was saying this to my friends sometimes. I mean, we can sit here and talk about all the amazing ad-libs and scenes. Like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, uh, what, uh, what is the word? It's gonna rattle them off, right? We have Loki and a Hulk, the slam, slam, puny god. Oh, have I- Thor... <laughs> I laugh at this scene every time. It's Thor and Hulk in Grand Central Station where they're both in, in frame and all of a sudden Thor just punches and then a, a, bl- <laughs> a blonde figure just goes flying off screen. Hilarious. <laughs> oh, um, you have the scene with, of course, the most referenced uh, Captain America. I know that reference. Love that moment. Yes. And then I you use have- it too now when I get a, a reference from something. And then my absolute favorite is Doth Mother Know You Weareth Her Drapes favorite moment <laughs> in the park and then yeah and that's about it and I also think that the scene where you first see um Loki walk out of out of Germany and transform into his like Loki getup, the music that's playing that split second in that moment sounds like sounds like Star Wars that's all I have that is my last thing I have to say I, I have to sh- I'll show you what it is but it's not it's not the it's not the main theme song okay because the fir- the the main theme is oh that's iconic. obvious it, this is not this uh, yeah, is not the main obvious. theme yeah okay that is uh, it well, that is my last thought oh so that is Joss Whedon film much to do about much much to do about nothing Joss Whedon directed much to do about nothing production at his home during his break after filming this movie and there are some actors including Coulson in the movie and that is yeah. my last thing well, to say yeah normal we're on the break what are we going to do oh yeah. make another movie sure yeah so well, you have yeah. two two directors who have done that i know of that have done a, a marvel movie and i've also directed a version of much do about nothing 
Kenneth Branagh, and Joss Whedon. Yeah. So we finished our journey. Yes. Um, I hope you and uh, I hope you enjoyed our episode. Um, please click subscribe. I'm just going to do this because that's apparently what people do. I think we're probably going to put this down here. Click subscribe. Click um, um, click the bell so that we can get notifications. Yeah. Don't forget to like. Yeah. Um, you can also follow like. us. Like you can also follow us on um, Insta- Instagram and Facebook at Prima Nerd Podcast. You can send us an email at Prima Nerd Two at gmail.com. Again, we're going to put this in the description. Also, you can listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Yes. And we, uh, I already said that in the, in the part one, but uh, we put all other episodes we did before here on YouTube as well for you. Uh, yeah, so you can, can listen, listen to it from the beginning. Just yes. listen because this is our first video. <laughs> These are our yeah. first two <laughs> video episodes. Yeah. It's one oh, episode, part one, part two. Yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah. Please let us know what you think and uh, tell your friends. And hopefully we'll see you in the next, see you in two weeks for the next one. Yes. Yeah. So bye. Bye.